0: This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I have Dr. Bruno Signaco on the line. How are you doing, sir?
1: Hello, hello, Michael. How are you?
0: I am great. You wrote a wonderful book called The Art of Compassionate Business, Main Principles for the Human-Oriented Enterprise. So what prompted you to write this book?
1: Yes, first of all, I want to thank you for the invite. You're very generous with this invite. And I want to talk a bit about the book. The book took me three years to write this book and it's the result of a lengthy research process that I devoted my time to investigate companies that have a different approach on business, that have a much more social, much more humane approach on business. And I discovered some principles that always apply that can make a company both profitable and human oriented.
0: And that's something that we desperately need. I see in, you know, based in North America and, I'm seeing countless businesses that are not behaving in that way at all. They're very uh, robotic uh, to use a phrase like that because when you are running an organization and you're using it in a way of you're working with human beings and you're collaboratively working together uh, to help everyone gain in their personal and professional lives, those are the organizations that tend to thrive and do better than a lot of these other organizations that keep having turnover. So what were some of the findings? Um, and three years is a long time uh, to put into research for a book, so I commend you for, for putting that time in. But you know, what were some of the things they discovered as you were uh, preparing for the book?
1: Thank you for the question. Very nice question. And some of the findings are a bit obvious, but many companies do not follow these guidelines or principles. For example, what I found that most of the successful business-oriented and human-oriented companies tend to be generous. And what I mean by generosity, they tend, for example, to recognize employees' contribution to the company's mission, not only in an economic way, means, for example, a bonus or additional compensation, but also in a non-material way, for example, thank you letters, of, for example, social events to celebrate the company's achievement and the employee's contribution. I also observe that companies that are socially oriented, I call human-oriented, some companies are also uh, grateful, not only generous, but grateful means grateful with customers, even with those customers that don't buy from the company, and they might go to competitors. So they're grateful for customers having spent time with this company. For having analyzed the company's product. And in some cases, they provide customer with tailor-made messages to, for example, suggest some potential binds related to previous product that the customer bought for this company. These companies tend to treat customers in a lagging way. So this means that they try to not to satisfy customer needs. That is the basic objective of any company. That is, marketing oriented. They try to exceed customer expectation. This means they try to delight customer. For example, if the company is selling a product online, customer can be delighted by providing this product with free delivery. This means that they don't charge for this delivery, and this will be a bonus for the customer. Maybe from the viewpoint of the company doesn't represent a high cost. From the viewpoint of the customer, is a very important value that is provided by this company. So companies are thankful and grateful with customers, with employees, and also with business partners. For example, suppliers. And also, for example, with the community, we saw the concept of corporate social responsibility that many leaders try to follow to abide by. But in practice, many of the companies that pretend to be socially responsible, they use this only as a strategy for what we call in marketing greenwashing. means improve their image, but with no authentic strategy to help communities. Companies that are human-oriented, on the contrary, any of these activities that are performed by these companies have a human focus. They try to verify before implementing any strategy, that no stakeholder is damaged by this strategy or they're not causing any harm, at least intentional harm. It is a strategy to any of the stakeholders important, not only customer, not only employees, but the community, the government. So they have a social approach that is not only a performing practice by a department, for example, a quality relationship department, but is the whole company's human oriented. means that they try to look for win-win agreements. This means mutually beneficial long-term relationships. And I want to only add one point more to this. Uh, What we see that companies focus so much on some indicator like profitability or efficiency or competitiveness that are important for the economic success of this company. However, we have to understand that these indicators are always the result. Of the relationship that the company has with the internal stakeholders, employees, management, and also external stakeholders, for example, customers, suppliers, companies cannot succeed on their own. They are interdependent with organization and individual outside the company and inside the company. And if the company do not treat these individuals in a loving way, means generous, compassionate, grateful way and also caring way, this stakeholder will tend not to cooperate with this company. And this indicator that the company always look forward to improve, to improving, in practice will dwindle, will drop. Why? Because profitability is always related to sales, and sales is related to customer satisfaction, and it's related also to customer delight. So you are, are not only trying to meet the minimum expectation, but we're trying to do better than other organizations, so to create loyalty. So the approach is completely counterintuitive. This means that companies should focus on relationships that are the basis of any business activity. This means that no organization, paraphrasing a very philosopher, is an island, but all organizations are interdependent with customers, with Community that bring also for this company sector, employees and raw material and so on, and also with the government, with the government agencies, all the stakeholders should be taken into account. When the company takes into account this stakeholder and treat them in a loving way, and we have to start using the word love in business because it's not only applied, it's a wider definition of love, implies care, compassion, affection. Uh, and obviously, wishing the best for each of stakeholders because they are obviously contributing to our company. When we start using this word love in the correct context, means the business context, not only for close relationship we will see that the business activity will thrive naturally, because all business activity, the, the main factor, the, the, the most essential factor is the human factor. We dismiss this, and we focus only on Quantitative parameters like profitability, efficiency, productivity that are important, and we dismiss the qualitative means, care for relationship, being much more compassionate, more generous. Obviously, the business activities are less likely to thrive.
0: And there's so much gold in, in what you you said, and you know, there, you mentioned and I know a lot of organizations do this, you know they focus on the profitability and how efficient they can be and how many things they can produce and whatnot, and at at the cost of of the relationships and 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 the people that work for them, but what's funny is people see the connection, but obviously you do, in those strong organizations that are doing quite well see this where If you take care of your people and you provide a work environment where people will thrive and they can actually operate in their ideal space where they can do the quality work that they want to do, and I firmly believe this, the majority of people want to do a really good job at what they do, no matter what their role is, whether they're the janitor to the CEO and everyone in between, everyone wants to do a great job in the work that they do. And if you have an environment where the organization nurtures that, is compassionate about taking care of its people because your people are the ones that will be taking care of your customers. And if your people are happy, they're gonna be happy dealing with the customers. The customers are gonna be happy. They're gonna come to you more and more and and we've seen it and you mentioned it. There are customers that will spend more money at your location compared to a competitor Because of the experience that they feel, you know, I'm that way with buying groceries, you know, there, I drive past a couple grocery stores to go to a particular grocery store in my neighborhood, because I like how I feel when I go into that grocery store, I see how the management and the ownership treats their employees, Uh, their employees have been there for a long time. So that means, you know, they like working there everyone is smiling and it's a genuine smile. It's not a, okay, we got a smile for the customers. No, it's, it's, it's natural. And you, you experience that with the experience of going into there. Like I said, I, I could save money and go to a different grocery store. I could save time by going to one that's actually closer to me than that particular store. But I choose to go to that one because of the experience of how I feel as a consumer when I go there. And I know that, is because how that organization treats its employees, and it's just a wonderful experience. and And I'm I know that store is quite profitable because they're always busy. Uh, they they're the parking lot is always busy because people go there. They they feel that and they, they experience that that thing and they like going there. And of course, you know the products and services are good too. But again, there, there's quality and care about how they go about their business. And it starts with um, creating an environment and being a community player to really treat your organization and your people well.
1: Completely agree. I, you are right regarding this point that I want to add one example of mine. I'm half Italian and I, as many Italians, we, we like coffee. I don't drink so much coffee nowadays, but I used to drink cappuccino in the past. And here in London, they are always, uh, many companies. You have the big companies, the big coffee chains. I won't mention them, but I went to one of the big ones and I was asking for a cappuccino, the traditional cappuccino, not these new varieties that are much more uh, non-traditional. And I asked for a the cappuccino, they told me, oh, this will take only a few minutes. Okay, I can wait here. Uh, and so the lady that served me uh, told me, oh, there is a delay. Okay, but uh, you can go to the table. Okay, I was waiting 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. They came with the cappuccino. Uh, obviously I prepaid this cappuccino. And so I tried this cappuccino cold. The cappuccino, traditional Italian cappuccino should be hot. Obviously there are other type of cappuccino that are frozen, but this was to be, co- uh, to be hot. So it was cold. I didn't say anything. I left the, the, this place. I went to the competitor, uh, place and I asked for a cappuccino as well, similar price. So, and they told me, oh, wait here, this will be quick. So, uh, oh no, you can go to the table. So I went to the table and I waited for the cappuccino. One minute later, they came with the cappuccino and I, I tried the cappuccino, hot, nice, delivered quickly. And I said, oh, I leave you this trade with biscuits. Oh, sorry, there is a mistake. I didn't order any biscuits. Sorry, sorry, you have, we have to return this. No, no, they told me, it's a gift, it's a gift for you to enjoy with the cappuccino. And I said to myself, how different the behavior of these two companies, they are competing with one another, but in practice one wasn't meeting the minimum expectation as a customer, cappuccino cold, delayed. The second one, not only delivering the cappuccino, on time and also dry temperature. But at the same time, bringing a surprise to the table that this was suitable because the biscuits were ideal for this cappuccino. And from the viewpoint of the company, this biscuit could be sent pennies. But in practice, from my viewpoint, was very important value. So you can imagine which of these two companies I came back and I recommend. Obviously, I won't mention the name of the company because I respect both companies, but you see completely opposite behavior. The second company was very authentically interested in satisfying and exceeding. They were generous, because they were giving more than expected. And as a consequence of this, I felt the need to reciprocate, because when customers are treated in a loving way, there is a social principle of reciprocity, Then to reciprocate, and how we reciprocate? I reciprocate by recommending the second companies to my friends, to relatives, and I won't recommend the first company at all. I won't go back. So the first company, not only they lose a a customer, but also they lost potential customers that were not recommended by me. Am I clear with this? This is very interesting example, and it's similar to example that, Okay, so some companies are really focused to keep their best. They, they are not trying to uh, pretend that there is a scarcity of product or services. They don't try to manipulate customers. For example, you see many, many companies that are using fine print. You, they offer you something, and then when you read the fine print in the contract, contradicted what was agreed well, this is not authentic, this is not loving, this is not caring uh, from the customer viewpoint. And so this company can get away once. But in practice, when customers discover this stratagem, this gimmick, try to switch, in some cases, very silently from this company to a better company. So because there are companies that are willing to be loving with customers. So very important, we see, that many companies, we see cases of companies that try to be manipulative, means they try to not to be transparent, not to be uh, authentic. They try to uh, offer something. But then you see, for example, with airlines, many airlines, not all of them, they offer a promotional price, low-cost airlines. But then at the end, when you start adding up all the ancillary costs, for example, luggage, and so on, you end up paying more than a first-class airline. This is not loving. Why? Because customers feel deceived. And deceptive behaviors are obviously the opposite to human-oriented. Because what happened with this deceptive behavior? The company wins at, at the expense of customer that loses. This is a win-lose transaction. And this can only happen once if customers realize that this is happening customer won't allow this to happen anymore. Not only the customer might return the product if possible, but also the customer might leave online negative word of mouth. Word of mouth is the reviews that we see online, in some cases, social media. So customer can become a, a free ambassador for this company, promoting their goods, recommending this to friends. This means when the company treats customer well, when the the, the company is generous, authentic, grateful, and customer feels satisfied, but also their expectations are exceeded, this customer is like a free promoter. Instead, when the company tries to deceive or manipulate the customer, customer recommend this company in a negative way. This means, do not buy from this company because they cheated on me. They're deceptive. They're not truthful. And this customer is very unforgiving and with social media, customer has much more power than before because has a voice that cannot be silenced at all.
0: And you gave a great example with the airlines because I flew, again I won't name the airline either, when I was flying from um, to basically to San Diego uh, last year and Um, and the flight that I chose, you know, the, the ticket of the plane ride was cheaper, but by the time you get to the airport, you're paying the baggage fee, you're paying a seat selection fee, you're paying this fee and that fee. When I added it all up, um, I would have been better off going with another larger airline and probably would have saved, I mean, it was marginal, but I would have had a better experience. The seats were extremely uncomfortable in the flight as well. And it was a five hour flight. So, um, and of course, you know, for those that travel internationally, um, you, when, if you're gonna be flying for a long time, you want the seat to be at least something um, that's sort of comfortable because the, the flights are long anyway. But again, it was a, a customer experience where it just felt like, okay, every, every time I walk up to there, they're gonna charge me money for something. and that's not a great experience. And like you said, you know, I, I won't fly that airline again. I'll, I'll walk before I fly that again. And it's and you know, a lesson learned type of thing. And we see that so often with so many different organizations where there's a bad experience. And, and sometimes consumers will say, well, you know, what? I, I don't like going there, but I don't have much of a choice. And I, I think the consumer needs to research a little bit more and, and demand you know, better customer service, or, you know, hopefully another player will come into the market space. You know, your coffee shop example is a great one. You know, there's, there's plenty of, of those around and the ones that, that stand out are, you know, dramatically different than, than the other ones. So one last question for you, and, and this is for organizations that right now are behaving like that coffee shop that gave you the cold cappuccino, but realize that they need to change their ways, what are some things that they can do right away that can help you know, change the momentum and shift their company from a profit and efficiency focus to a community, compassionate, human uh, focus? What, what are some things you would recommend they do?
1: I will give you a few tips. For companies and also for company leaders, but also this apply to employees. First of all, companies have to change the mindset from a mindset of selling to a mindset of serving. So this means that you are in the market to serve customers, to serve employees, to make them feel at ease, comfortable. Well, this applies to customers and to employees. Customers shouldn't be buying your product out of fear or shouldn't be buying your product because uh, you use a gimmick that is a manipulative gimmick. So customers should be authentically connected to your company. And how you serve customers? First of not all customers are alike. They're not like a faceless figures in a database. First of all, you have to interact with customers to know correctly the customer need That can vary even in the same demographic group. So this means that people from, let's say, eighteen to 22, they don't have all the same preference. So you have to identify the specific preferences of this human being, and this implies communication, conversation that could be cut online or offline or on the phone. And one that you identify, you try to offer the best product for them, not for the company, not the one that brings more profit, or revenue for the company. For them, so you focus on their satisfaction. And there is a principle in marketing that they state you satisfy customer correctly, and profit will ensue, Pro- profit will come out. Naturally, but if you don't satisfy customers correctly, that they're the main source of profit and revenue for most companies. So, how can you expect for your company to thrive? So, very important to have a service mindset. Service doesn't mean servitude, serving means adding value to customers and adding value to employees too. How we apply this to employees? Employees are the interface between the company and customers. You apply paying good salaries, giving tasks that are correlated to their skills and talents. And also help help them with, for example, mentoring, or tutoring, or on-the-job activities that can help them enhance these skills. And also, connect them to the company's mission so that they feel that they're contributing to this purpose in a meaningful way. And recognize when they have contributed, social events, with thank you letters, and handwritten, and also with communication that highlight that they are important. They want to feel important. I agree with you completely that you, you want employees to feel important because they are in practice very important. Your company cannot with without employees, without customers. And the same applies to supplies and communities. So very important because companies cannot improve uh, their Company's image in, a, in a, an authentic manner. They have to be consistent. So, generosity, be, a, a company can ask itself, How can I be more generous with this customer? How can I be more generous with this employee? Company do they, how can I get more from this customer? How can I get more from this employee? How can I this employee? It's the opposite. When you are generous, people tend to reciprocate, they give you back in a very authentic manner. You don't have to push them to do this authentically. So very important, how can I be more generous? How can I be more grateful? How can I care more for them? So what is important? What are the needs that are to be met by our company to develop a long term win-win relationship? Company also should ask, then sell on a continuous basis. Is this relationship focused on a win-win agreement? If it is win-lose agreement, who is winning and who is losing? How can we change this? How can we make this much more equal? It means that both parties are satisfied. These are a few tips. Other tips could be also taken into account that community, companies in the community should be cared for, not only with the specific activities. Can we offer, for example, some volunteering hours to help people in the community? Can we develop some partnership, for example, with municipalities or council or governmental agencies so that we can integrate with the community. We're not only to do business in the community, we're part of the community. We're some author call this, we're citizens, like citizens in this community, in this social context. So very important also not to take social activities all, only for uh, improving the image, but as an integral part of the company strategy.
0: That's you know, incredible advice, and I really hope that organizations take our advice and, and shift their focus, um, because if they do, um, if they're more community-based and, and compassionate about the things that they do, um, then uh, their profit's going to be better, too.
1: Completely agree, and also, we do not have to forget that the main basis of any business activity is people. The most important resource, I don't like the word resource, but the most important factor that determines the success or failure of a company is people that are related to this company. Internally, employees, and externally, suppliers, customers, the community, government. So we have to forge very strong links with all these stakeholders, stakeholders that are individuals and organizations within our company, so that we support one another, and we reinforce this interdependence. We have to embrace this interdependence. No company can succeed on its own. And this is leaders are getting much more aware of this, but then there is a, a trend that is coming today of new companies that are being more social, but in practice, we need to go further. And this I think that in the future, hopefully most companies or the majority of companies will be embracing this principle. It means human first and profit will ensue naturally. When you put human first, when you put first, many CEOs said this, uh, the profit uh, comes very naturally, not forced. You don't have to like uh, make a lot of effort. It's a natural result. Instead, when we put profit first, Many companies tend to forget, between uh, quoting math, forget the most important factor that is the human being. And every human being is different. Try not to also to offer standardized offers for everyone, but also connect the individuals. Maybe this employee has a need that's different from other employees. This customer might not buy this product, but you can offer another. So discover the uniqueness. This is also paradoxical because every person has unique needs, but what we all share is our common humanity, our common humanness. So we have to be aware of this paradox.
0: Completely agree. So Bruno, I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and the awesome work you're doing?
1: Yes. Uh, I have a website that is www.humanorientedenterprise.com. www.humanorientedenterprise.com humanorientedenterprise.com and my new book that came out last year is the art of compassionate business that can be found online or offline worldwide and the subtitle is uh main principle for the human-oriented enterprise this was published by rudely that is an entrepreneurial and academic publisher and american so and obviously uh, if they want to find out more about me you you can they can get information on my website or also the book
0: awesome and i'll definitely have all that information in the show notes bruno great talking with you thank you for this book and and for the awesome work that you're doing
1: thank you again for this invite thank you very much i felt very comfortable this is a great book
0: thank you very much appreciate it hey it's michael again thank you for listening to the podcast i really appreciate it If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst-case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get us a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.